This is episode number 159 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannert of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. This week is part two of a two-part series on how to find new customers at business networking events. As we, as most of us kind of know, word of mouth advertising is really one of the absolute best ways to build customers. And and if nothing else, it's actually the, the cheapest way to do it. But you have to have, be able to go out and find those new customers. So last week, I covered a few networking skills to, to show you how to kind of increase your sphere of influence. So we talked about how networking is not, it's not not selling. It's absolutely not going out and trying to sell yourself. Instead, it's helping the people that you interact with solve problems and since most of the people that you're meeting at these business networking functions are there to kind of promote themselves. If you help them do that, basically you become more influential within that group. So people will want to interact with you more and it builds obligation and, and that kind of thing. So this week I'm gonna I'm gonna cover how to pick the right type of business networking events to attend in order to find your best potential customer. So in the first part of today's session, I'm going to explain the three different types of people who attend networking events. And just as a, a quick overview, I'll, I'll kind of tell them to you right now. And we'll go into more detail in a few minutes. But the the first type is the the company or the person that works for a company that sells to consumers in a like in a regional area. So in in one specific location or town, that kind of thing. Uh, the the second type of person who attends these these functions are companies who sell to small businesses, and then the the last, the one that's more complex, are people who work for companies who sell to other companies. So business to business type of of um, of sales, those tend to be a little bit more difficult to to maneuver your way through a networking event to to find potential customers. So we're going to cover all three of those to show you how no matter which of those three types of industries that you're in, the we'll show you how to kind of network in a way that's going to help you get way, way, way better potential customers and clients. By the way, the episode is brought to you by the Leaders Institute for leadership or team building ideas. You know, please visit our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. And by the way, if you like the content of the podcast, make sure and leave me a review on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that your phone automatically downloads each episode. All right, so let's get on with today's session. So this is part two of a two-part series on how to find new customers at, at business networking functions, basically how to network, how to become a sphere of influence. Last week, we covered the step-by-step -step process that you can go through to network more effectively. This week, we're going to focus on where to actually go. What type of events should you be attending in order to, to um, attract the best type of, of customer for your specific type of industry anyway? So keep in mind that different types of customers attend business networking events. So, uh, and and some of your best customers won't ever even attend any business networking events at all. So, in order to figure out where to network and where to start expanding your sphere of influence, you have to kind of analyze who your customer is. So, here's an example. 
Like for instance, when I first started my consulting business, I, I specialized in leadership development and my background was in helping new managers lead their teams more effectively. Had a lot of experience doing that. However, when I started my new company, I had no customers. It was a new customer. It was a new company, right? So I did I did what everybody else did. I joined the local chapter of the of the Chamber of Commerce. I went to all of the small business breakfasts and and when I went to those meetings, you know, I brought plenty of business cards to make sure I was out networking and letting people know that I was open for for business and that kind of thing. I also used the the techniques that I covered last week to um to to expand my my um my network so to speak right uh and and in fact i i spent i bet 10 or more hours every single week helping other small business owners grow their businesses so basically i was becoming a fairly influential person within that that community of of businesses but after a couple of years i kind of noticed that all of that time that I was spending at those networking events was just kind of wasted. Now, granted, I, I every once in a while I got a random customer, but when I compared the revenue that I collected from those customers that were coming in to the time that I was spending, I was basically making less than minimum wage for every one of those contacts that I was creating, or one of those every one of those sales that I that I made. So my big problem was that none of the people that I was interacting with had teams of managers. <laughs> That's what I was what I was specializing in, but I was just networking with the wrong people. They, they all the folks that I was networking with were other small business owners and I needed to network in locations that had a higher concentration of my potential customers. So although there, you know, there may be thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of different types of businesses out there, we're going to break the different types of networking events into three categories. One, is networking events that really help people or companies that sell to a specific consumer, right? Business to consumer. And then the second one, is the group that we're going to talk about is people who sell to other small businesses. And then the third one is business to business. So those three different types of sale are, are going to have totally different types of marketing strategies, especially on when you're trying to increase word of mouth advertising or increase your sphere of influence. So let's talk with the, about the first one first, because that's the one that, that um, it, especially if you're doing networking locally, you can use a little bit of creativity and expand your sphere of influence and grow your sales pretty dramatically. So if you sell products or services to the general public within a local geographic area, almost any type of business networking group can help you. This type of sale is called business to consumer, obviously. For, for this type of customer, the goal is, is to focus on the quantity of new contacts versus quality. <laughs> so when we talked last week about the no like, and trust part, in that scenario, this type of networking focuses on the no part. They, we just want people to know that we're there. The secondary focus is on the like part. So we go out, we let them know who we are and what we do and where we're at and then try to get them to to like us. The trust will actually come from the interaction that you have with your customers that you generate from the business networking. So as as customers start to come to your store or your local office that kind of thing, that's where you'll start to kind of build that that trust level with them. So a a good example of this would be like let's say a local deli might join the high school booster club. 
So the owner, the, the owner of that local deli could donate sandwiches to that booster club and the booster club can sell those sandwiches at football games. Now, sure, there is some cost involved in doing something like that, but the owner gets quality exposure to hundreds of potential new customers who now know that the deli is a promoter of the local community. Uh, another example would be, let's say a, a local sporting goods store manager might volunteer to help at you know the the little league ballpark. So uh, most of the the team coaches that are you know working the little league games are are parents, and those parents buy sporting equipment, every, uh, sporting goods every single year, uh, and because kids grow, right? So over time, that manager of this sporting goods store could build strong relationships throughout that group. For instance. One of the kids may need a, a a pitching coach, and since the store manager comes in contact with local uh, local coaches, he may recommend one to to the, that kid or his parents. So now both that coach who you've recommended and the kid's parents see that manager as an influential person. Uh, another example would be, let's say you're a local chiropractor, and a local chiropractor can actually go and work the room at a local jujitsu tournament, you know, um, by, by using the questions that I kind of covered last week and getting to know people, the, the chiropractor could develop relationships that could lead to long-term business for that specific practice. So to make the most of this type of business networking though, um, you really have to help these new people that you're adding to your network, solve a problem. And then, when when you get them into your store, you your services ha, your service has to really be exceptional so that they continue to come. So the goal is to try to get people in the door and then build that trust with them over over time. So the second type of network is for companies or people that work within companies that sell to other small businesses. So if you happen to be in one of these groups, then you can actually build relationships by networking with local social organizations or chambers of commerce um, that you, you want to kind of become a part of groups that that tend to meet on maybe a weekly basis or a monthly basis. This type of, of uh, group would include things like Rotary Clubs and Lions Clubs and Kiwanis Clubs and those types of organizations because they give you the opportunity to build long-term relationships with people in, within that, that local community. So basically back when I went to the, the weekly and the monthly events, especially the ones at the local chambers of commerce and that kind of thing, this type of company had the most success marketing their services to, to that group because the people that were actually attending those meetings were all potential customers for, for each one of those people. So since I owned a new business, I ended up buying insurance from a guy that I knew from one of those meetings. And then my first financial planner was someone that I trusted after spending hours with her at, at business networking events. And then when my wife and I started making a little bit more money and, and we had our second child, we needed a bigger house. So we reached out to a woman that we already knew. <laughs> so basically those relationships are, are very valuable and very, very helpful. So what made each of these business relationships valuable for each of those types of, of salespeople or business owners is the type of sale that they actually needed, the type of client that they needed. For instance, if, if somebody needs a financial planner, they want to have a high trust level in that financial planner. So this type of relationship development takes time. So it's important, it's most effective for companies who either, number one, get high profit from a single sale, or number two, 
they get continued income from long-term business relationships with this specific type of client. So once that trust level is high, the client is is very, very loyal, by the way. So business networking events at, at Chambers of Commerce, Rotary Clubs, small business breakfasts, those, those kind of things can be the perfect opportunity to network for, for this type of buyer. By the way, if your potential customers are also members of these organizations, you might have a fantastic opportunity to really, really network with the entire group quickly because many of those social groups especially need weekly guest speakers. So you can volunteer to give a short speech during a meeting and in in a short amount of time, you can build a lot of trust with a, with a fairly substantial group of, of people there. Um, so the last one is the one we're going to spend a little bit more time on is if you sell business to business. If you if if that's the type of sale that you're doing, then you have to build your sphere of influence where your customers are actually gathering. That's where it gets a little bit more difficult. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna like I said we're gonna spend a little bit more time on this one because it may take a little bit more creativity. It may be a little bit more difficult. But if you kind of think about it, it should be somewhat obvious when you when you kind of delve into where your customers might go. So the first step is to find out what locations or what groups or where your potential customers gather. And then once you kind of figure that out, you also want to determine what problems are these potential customers experiencing that you can help them with. So once you have the answer, once you've answered both of those questions, then you want to network in the places that they gather and then promote solutions to those problems that you've identified. So like, for instance, I'll give you a few examples of uh, just to kind of spur the creativity a little bit. One of the the best types of locations where you kind of network with uh, groups like this is local trade associations. So you can become a member of your industry's local trade association. And a lot of times, or the industry that you sell to anyway, their, their trade association, because many times they, they will allow vendors to sponsor meetings. So some even allow vendors to become officers in that specific association. Now, this takes some time, but the relationships that you can develop can lead to a vast amount of income. Another thing that you can do is you can become a table vendor at, at trade shows or monthly meetings, uh, a, a booth or a, a vendor table or a sponsor table at a, at a trade show or a monthly association meeting can open the door to increasing your, your network reach. You know, for instance, many associations allow vendors to sponsor a meeting. And as by sponsoring the meeting, though, a lot of times they'll put your logo up on the boards at the meeting and often they'll allow you to speak for a few minutes during that meeting. So remember, though, don't sell. It's not really about selling. The, the goal is to network and build relationships and help them solve problems. So um, so you want to kind of focus if you get a chance to, to speak at one of these things, make sure that you're helping them solve a problem. Don't focus on trying to get them to, to call you or buy something from you. Let that let that develop over time. So another example is to develop relationships with other companies. So I've got a friend who sold insurance and he created this three ring binder that he gave to realtors. And the reason why he gave them to realtors is because he, these were tools that the that the realtors could give to their customers and the first few pages in the in the three ring binder just had contact information for you know gas electricity cable companies you know things that somebody who's moving into a new house in a new area would, would wouldn't know but it's and it's handy for them and then the rest of the binder was just a bunch of business cards 
So the the this insurance guy, my friend, he put the realtor's business card as the first in the the clear packaging protective cover in the in the business card holder and the the three ring binder. He put his second, right, and then the 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 rest of the cards that he had in there were all cards of people that he networked with that would be good potential people for somebody who owns a brand new house to 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 know. So it might be the guy who owns the hardware store, or it might be somebody who mows lawns, or it might be a sprinkler guy, or it might be a plumber, or it might be an electrician, you know, th- those kind of things. So basically he inserted business cards of trusted people that that the new homeowner may need to contact um, the, the, that were very, very helpful for somebody who got one of these three ring binders. So for this specific type of networking, you have to kind of get creative. So these so these are just a few ideas, a few ideas that you can kind of use as as a way to kind of spur on your own creativity. But if you if you want some creative ideas on how to do this, you can always call our office. Um, our eight hundred number is 800-872-7830. We've got a team of consultants who who actually help people do this kind of stuff. So the most important thing about all of these ideas is that the bigger your sphere of influence grows, the easier it is to get customers from business networking groups. So if you want to get customers when you go out and network in social clubs and trade associations and among fellow professionals, basically follow the steps that I've given you in the last couple of weeks. So number one, don't sell when you first meet people. (laughs) Get rid of the salesperson fangs. Number two, Get your new contacts to know you, like you, and trust you. The third thing is help members of your sphere of influence connect with each other and then choose networking groups where your customers actually gather. And remember that if you help the members of your network solve problems, they're going to know you, like you, and trust you even more. So keep those things in mind and you're going to increase your sphere of influence in any room that you go into. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. We'll see you next week.